Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. Today, we are talking about the finale of White Lotus, emphasis on the white, and lotus isn't a flower that wilts like your mood will. Now, it's a fun time, and we have fun talking about it, or at least Julie and Emma do, while I'm just fetal in the corner, reliving the trauma. <laughs> Sprechen the Netherlands? We're headed to Holland, y'all, for the newest iteration of Drag Race Holland. Our favorite queens are back, literally. All the season one queens come back, because what else are they going to do? They won 15,000 cents. So that'll be a blast to review, recover, rewatch, relive, rate, even though none of us have a chance to match Julie's perfect score, even when it's the same. We'll obviously take it to the main stage. Never give up. <laughs> Obviously, we're heading to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. All-Stars Season 6, that is becoming a mouthful. Maybe we can, like, we'll work on it later. Anyway, to talk about what's going on with the game, things aren't great for me, things continue to be great with Julie, all is well in the world. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. That was perfect. Amazing. All right. So, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to a really high energy episode of Takes All Over the Place. We have just begun. Debbie Downer. We, oh, we, we I'm just begun. That's going to be my audio clip that I bring because you bring all the other ones, like the harsh, mean buzzers when I do many things wrong. And I'm going to bring the Debbie Downer little whistle tone, that trombone. Wah, wah. <laughs> anyway, um, how are you, Julie? How's your week been? What are you up to? Week? It's Monday. Since we last <laughs> recorded last week on Monday. You're the one that says you have a story that you're not telling until we press record, so fire it up. Well, first of all, I'm gently easing my way in. This is the conversational Why? lube before the penetrative action of my words, because they are biting. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like, Emma and I, it is weird that, like, I've had nothing to really talk about besides my own fears, because all I have been is festering in a dark corner of my room, and, like, a discovery is like, oh, my God, I found an outlet that's way closer behind my bed. And not like, hey, I ventured into the world. So the Cotter fam, we all went to St. Louis, which was lovely. Our first family excursion since the Pandy. And so we saw Sleater Kinney. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I'm arranged an Airbnb with little baby Frank, who stayed in one zone of the place. It was a ranch style house, so a lot of narrow hallways that he was like, fuck no to. So that was Frank's an a dog, week. if you're new. <laughs> Frank is, Frank defies description. Frank is a little beast. Frank is... He's like a Meredith Brooks song. Mostly a monster. He's a bitch. He's a lover. He is scared. He will hover while you're eating on the floor. He will now beg for more. So, yeah. That was great. Why are you eating on the floor? Because the couches were all full. <laughs> Sometimes I just get so tired and I just want to lie down. I very much am that toddler from that one meme who's just like done with playing on the beach. It's just like I want to lie down immediately. And I will do that. Julie, you've seen it when I come over. Many times. Uh, many times I will just tap out and be like, I have no more spoons. I'm quite finished. I will be resting. That's where I am. That's what I can give. That's and I'm very empathetic and I go, no, 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 no. Time to go. <laughs> Even do when my eyes are open, you're like, stop. Stop you it. You cuddled up into like a single person human spooning of yourself and you can see what's about to happen. I'm like, nope, I'm going to get him out of here. I'm like a little baby. It's like self-soothing, you know? But precious. Um, yeah, I mean, it is fair. Usually it's when I am tapped out and it would be helpful to leave. So so I learned today. So I went out to eat. I'm doing so many things. I've done like two things. And uh, it's wild. I'm like a person again. So I went to eat and someone was doing my star. I don't know. There's this new app for um, like star signs and all that stuff. And they were like Astrology? Virgos. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Virgos, which I am, are not only virginal, which I am, but also just very blunt and don't have like a big filter and can be scathing and cut people down with their words. So that hits, <laughs> much like my words do. Anyway, so we went to St. Louis. It was lovely. And there's this outdoor sort of adventure <laughs> playground park sort of situation that when we stroll up to, there's an ambulance pulling out. Great omen. 
And it's just all wrought iron and metal and just like found objects, objectively pretty. And then we were climbing it as a group. Obviously, I went last because I was like, you know, I don't want to be stuck between people. And we go up. It's probably like a full story sort of like stair type thing. But They made a ladder out of an old crane. (laughs) It's like a giant and multi-story adult jungle gym. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe not just adults. Maybe mostly kids, but adults can do it too. I mean, there are very narrow, just like wrought iron tubes. Like, how do you get them out? You don't. They just become part of the exhibit. <laughs> Gnarly. Anyway, so I had just gotten over a coughing fit because a piece of particulate that was in my mask ventured down my throat. I was feeling a little gaggy. And I threw up in my mouth and swallowed it. And I was like, well, soldier on. And I get 90% up this crane sort of situation and like literally 5% to go, like one foot. And I was like, there's an exit strategy on the other side. She's so good to me. And I'm like, nope, can't, won't. (laughs) And so rather than just walking up and going down normal stairs, I climbed down the crane ladder, which (laughs) takes so very long. My feet kept getting stuck, but I'm like, this is what needs to happen. I, I passed the point of no return, but I must return. And so I did. And then Emma, so sweet came and found me, and um, then talks about how she wished you had a camera. And I was like, oh, you can use mine. She was like, no, to document your struggles. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sweet, but scathing. Anyway, so like, I go down this castle bit, assuming there's an exit. It's an emergency exit. And I was like, well, that can't mean much. And then I see the alarm triggered to it. So like, OK. And there are no maps. So it's just like devastating. It's a really fun time. And then I like am wandering for the next like 10 minutes, just like, precipice of a panic attack just trying to get out of there and I'm like I'm gonna have to jump I will just have to jump out of here and then I found the exit so it was a great time <laughs> so do people have to wait were there people like we'd like to climb up but this weirdo's climbing down <laughs> no it's very sprawling it's very scary and when you say you couldn't get out but you were outside it's all like caged in you're trapped and it's elevated, so it's like a, a story off the ground, most of the like base layer, and then it, some of the different features, you climb up like two or three or four stories. Like there's these two airplanes that have been like stripped of the outside that are like four stories up, and you can eventually like climb ladders and things to get up into those, and then you have to climb back down. It's kind of like shoots and ladders. So I, I just, what were you thinking? <laughs> In going there and entering the two. I mean, not you, Emma, but Nick. Like, you go, oh, cool. I'll stand here and jewel and look on my phone. Well, I just, I don't know. I felt like I wanted to be part of it. And I was like, we'll try it. Um, and we did try it. And I was wearing, so I don't know if I'd mentioned this, but I've gained quite a bit of pandemic weight. <laughs> and so the pants I was wearing were aesthetically pleasing as long as, um, you know, I kept myself contained. It's like <laughs> denim spanks, essentially, which don't have a lot of give. Um, and so we're trying to climb up through these things and my pants, I was very close to ripping them. So I was like, well, this one I can do. It's outside. Um, and then I was like, oh, but mentally, no, but mentally we cannot. So I see them climbing higher and I'm just like the America's Next Top Model cycle seven finale when they're in wedding gowns and they're through caves, just screaming. And I'm just like (laughs) floating like Naruto running, trying to find the exit. And I keep catching eyes with Emma and she's laughing. She's having a great time, which is good because I wanted her to have fun. But I'm just like, I'm, get me out, get me out. And then I keep seeing people in like orange vests, which means that they work there, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they're just wearing orange. And uh. anyway, so I got inside and I was like, well, that was enough for a year. I think I'm okay. Then I found my parents, they're like, how was it? And I was like, I was amazing, I got a blast. Well, good for you, at least you tried, right? I know, it was fun. We did a thing, we, we, we did, did a thing. activity. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it does remind me, do you remember the bodies exhibit that used to go around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was studying to be a Pilates instructor, and we got to go to So the you decided vivisections would be real neat? No. Our good friend Stacy took us, and like, oh, how yes. better to understand intermusculature than to see it? So if you haven't seen it, these are actual cadavers that have been sliced every way possible, so you can really see what the body looks like underneath. And I was like, this is going to be good. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to learn about Pilates. I want to be a really good teacher. About 12 minutes into it, I'm like, so how the fuck do we get out of here? <laughs> At least and they have exit signs and maps there. Cannot breathe. I know, but you know when you're in the panic state, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter if someone's yeah. in front of you going right this way, ma'am. You're like, I, I have to go. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Follow me. I'm like, 
but we're still in here. He's like, no, just two steps. <laughs> two steps will be in the hallway. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it reminded me of that same, like, how the hell do I get out of this room with clearly marked exits? It's no, I mean, it's fight, flight, or freeze, and somehow we're all three of those. It's like I'm freezing, but I'm fighting to flee, and now. And then I also, the same question should go to me like, what were you thinking? What made you think you could handle this? But, you know, sometimes. Well, we want better for ourselves, and at least my Why? psychologist keeps saying, like, expose yourself to things that scare you. And so and your like, psychologist is very into exposure therapy. Ah, which is, like, supposed to be very helpful with people who suffer from OCD. And, like, objectively it is. But, God, it's so hard. You have to be so scared for so long till you get over it. Speaking of things that make you uncomfortable, did you watch the finale of The White Lotus? <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, I know it's Emma, fucking... do you need to go away? No, I'm caught up. I watched the finale last night. All right. Julie, you start. I've been talking a lot. You go for it. Um, it was pure. I'm kidding. Go for it. Go for it. No, I don't have any succinct. I won't be succinct. When have I, whenever. <laughs> I think I was annoyed and a little disappointed. And then I read a bunch of articles about it. Now I'm like, okay. Like, I just <laughs> like Mike White so much. And I think he's very thoughtful. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. On. Like, I, I'm happy to not watch someone take a crap in a suitcase. <laughs> sadder than that, the woman going back to her husband. And I absolutely loved the spa woman being like, you want advice? Well, I'm fucking all out. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then the girl who, Paula, that was all upsetting. And I'm guessing Kai just turned himself in because he felt guilty and she made him do it. And that sister is still a fucking piece of shit. There's no way a 16-year-old gets to stay in Hawaii and ride the boat. That's fine. (laughs) So I was happy with the way that Armand died and the way it happened. And he was all cooked out of his mind, had the best service of his life, and then took (laughs) shit and then died. Great. (laughs) Mike White said that's the way it started. But it didn't feel... I mean, I guess we weren't expecting a happy ending. No. There was a body. It was more satisfying than Mare because... Akila Hughes and Stephen King ruined it for us. But, um, yeah, it was still worth watching. I mean, I hated them all the whole time, and I still hate them now. When Jennifer Coolidge gives her the money, leaves the room, and she starts crying, and she comes back, and you think she's going to comfort her, and she's just there for her sunglasses, I was like, that's white America right there. <laughs> uh, they're all such monsters. You, yeah, I mean, it felt like, into, I mean, God, this is the issue that I had from the start, like, I know it's a scathing satire. I know it's meant to be uncomfortable. I know that's the point, and that's why it's so good. But I'm not looking for that in my life right now. I'm not looking for challenges. I'm not looking for things that are difficult. I'm looking for soothing. I don't have to soothe myself. I will. You've seen it. And so it was just like, yes, objectively, I get it. I get the points. I get the allegories. I get the metaphors and all that stuff. But it was just what very metaphor? uncomfortable. He took a shit on in his bag. <laughs> okay, I think there was another scene besides that, perhaps more. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen anyone poop before. That was not pleasurable. No. It, and then we I went mean, back for a second exactly time. You knew exactly what was happening from the front yes. view, right? Like staring at his face, I know exactly what he's doing. I don't need to watch the profile. <laughs> yeah, that was unsettling. I mean, the whole thing. And like, I guess we expected Armand. And then I thought like a Mayor of Easttown twist was coming and it was going to be someone else. But like, it made sense. So yeah, it was fine. It was good. I think it was well done. It was well acted. Uh, would I watch it again? Absolutely not. Will you watch Mayor of Easttown again? Because I thought that was great, but I probably won't watch that again. Except no, no, no. the drunk scene with the guy because he's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like when Evan uh, Peters was around. That was cute. Yes. So I got shot in the head. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yes. Delayed Mayor of Easttown spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. solid. I'm ready to move on to the next. Like, I, I would know, like a happy it's medium. Fun to have community watches again though like with yeah. streaming and everybody being able to watch all of everything whenever they want to it is nice i feel like in the pandemic especially to have something to look forward to and you know look at twitter and talk to your friends it's like old time water cooler tv totally. that's, that's really appointment television is fun mm-hmm. again and i appreciate that it's not tiger king or thatha i would like to find a happy medium between like so idiotic and stupid and so highbrow that it's painful i learned so much from tiger king I mean, if you're looking at the guy with the big dick, that means you're gay. So I didn't, I didn't know that. 
It just means you're not entirely straight, apparently. What it's called is grooming, and it's not great. It worked till he accidentally killed himself. Blech. Accidentally, ah. though. Terrible. Now, I did, however, watch the Christmas episode of Ted Lasso this week. Did you watch that? It came out? Mm-mm. No, oh, I've seen God. zero Ted. Okay. Well, it, whenever it's on and it starts, I think, boy, I don't know why I'm into this cornball show. And then uh, literally 22 minutes into it, I'm sobbing <laughs> with joy at this Christmas episode. It was so good. <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. I just love so it. what's Ted Lasso about again? Well, last year it was about like an American things. football player, football coach who turned a team around and gets hired to go do the same thing for a soccer team in England, but he doesn't know anything about soccer. Okay. But it's about pe- people from all over the world on the team, and Ted really is just about kindness. And you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, but he really is just a nice person. And then the woman who owns the soccer team really just took it from her ex-husband to make him miserable, and it's Septim, whatever her name was, from Game of Thrones. Septim? Shame. Shame. Oh, heard, yeah. So unbeknownst <laughs> to me, that woman is gorgeous and can really sing and... Works out a lot. She's very ripped for her age. Uh, it's like Helen Mirren in a bikini. It's just wrong. Have we seen <laughs> Helen Mirren in a bikini? We absolutely have. She looks amazing. So anyway, it's joyful. And you're like, why am I watching a Christmas episode in August? And then you're like, I'm so glad I got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my little broken heart is lighting up. Just a little. Oh, is Afghanistan on fire? Oh, okay. Oh, people are running oh, from the airport. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Um, is there any gay stuff? Oh. I'm out. You hesitated too long. I can't do it. I don't think there's any gay stuff. Yeah, and there's not. It's I will not be Bridgerton ha- again. Ha- Listen, <laughs> we told you that Bridgerton was like eight seconds of good stuff. And the eight um, seconds were in the preview. So annoyed. I watched it concurrently with you all. I was waiting yeah. for the gay stuff, and oh. it was in the preview. Yeah. Damn you, Shonda. You know what rhymes we, with Shonda? Don't speak that way of Shonda. Gay baiting. <laughs> All right, she's had some misses. Let's so after that, I watched Coda, which is Children of Deaf Adults, and it's on Apple TV+. Plus. So they've been promoting this forever. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait, I can't wait. I took sign language. I helped, you know, kids with hearing difficulties in school. And it was basically like Mr. Holland's Opus plus some other. It's fine, but I wanted more. Is this the one with Marley Matlin? Yes, and she's terrible at it. Is she? Oh, wait, my. it's not real? Is it a documentary? No, it's a movie. It's okay. a film. Okay. It's fiction. Know. It's a coming of age story of a young woman who both her parents are deaf and her brother is. So she's the only hearing member of her family. They also don't lip read. She's sort of their connection to the outside world and keeping their business alive, but she wants to sing. She's a really good singer. So they have a terrible actor come in to play the music teacher. He's awful. And then Marley Batten as the mother is like, if I were blind, would you want to be a painter? Ooh. Oh, oh my God. Also, if it's not Chris Lilly, who's coming in as an arts teacher, I don't want it. He's the amazing Australian comedian who plays like Jamee, private school girl. And one of his characters and um, whatever that summer high tie is to be the super flamboyant arts teacher. who's just like, fuck it all. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Y'all are shit. I want that energy in everything I watch. Is that Rebel Wilson's brother from... Is that who we're talking about? No. From Bridesmaids? Yes. No. Different different actor. No. No, Summer that's High the, Tie is really weird. He's from... Fun. That's Matt whatever from Little Britain. Okay. Well, they're I don't very know different, what you're talking about. They're very different. It's really fun. Okay, well, let's just... I just ask for people to be educated. That's <laughs> all I ask when it comes to this podcast. Well, if you, I think maybe this and like a book that a friend recommended, I've gotten oh, to that gross. certain Stop. age where once <laughs> you've seen, once you've read Bridget Jones' Diary, once I you've won't. seen Mr. Holland's I, Opus, you're kind of like, I already saw this movie, you know? <laughs> but I think it's not meant for me. As I was told about the book, that's a, it's a millennial book. So it's obviously not meant for me. Mm-mm. Well, I think Coda, you're supposed to watch that at the end of your life, right? <laughs> what was the book that was recommended to you? The people we meet, the strangers we meet on vacation. Mm. Is, it like Grindr? Been there. Is it about what? Grinder? Because I've read a few bitches <laughs> on the beach and then did other stuff on that same beach. 
Did one of the ladies of the View recommend it? Uh, no, one of the ladies <laughs> of our. It's like Marge Simpson to Lisa. Is a book character going through struggles right now? Why are you sad? No, it's an actual human person that we know who's a librarian. <laughs> Who said it was great. So then I got on Libby to like get it for free because I'm cheap like that. And I wanted to listen to it. And I was like 729th on the list. So it's a really popular book this summer. But I've read this book before. Is it Bridget Jones's Diary again? Um, It's not. It's it's a little bit Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. It's a little bit. I love him. He likes me. But we can't seem to get it together. And then they did get it together when I was listening to it this morning. And then I was like, well, I don't want to be listening to this. <laughs> Thrusting and ass grabbing and uh, excuse What's me. What's it called? <laughs> they're not gays. They're straights. Uh, it's just so annoying. Did Have I talked about Young other? Royals yet? Who what? Young Royals. Oh, no. Are you watching that? I did watch it. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting because it's marketed sort of like elite which is a Spanish language, you know, sort of teen drama sort of situation that's very spicy. And this is less so. It's more um, intellectual, which is like, uh, what a bummer, but still really well done. And it's about this Scandinavian prince, I think he's Swedish, who goes to private school, then meets someone, then realizes that he's gay. Yeah, that's the dude. He's the prince. Well, he's, he's an actual, they're actual teens. It's not like Riverdale with her. 50. 35. Yeah. <laughs> so that was sweet. Anyway, but I was watching um, on my ride home, just using all the data. Very sorry, Emma. And <laughs> I was watching the little cutesy things that they do to promote the show, and they're very sweet. Ah. So it's fun. It's nice. It's heartwarming. It's heartfelt. It's devastating. It's everything you want. And there's no shower rape. Did you watch all six episodes? Yeah. In like 20 minutes. Kept skipping <laughs> for the gay stuff. <laughs> Obviously, (laughs) I tried to watch The Prince on HBO Max, which is the animated show with from the mind of Gary Janetti, Brad Renfo's boyfriend, the guy from Rachel Zoe. Uh huh. It's bad. bad. It's called The Prince. The Prince. It's animated. You could stop there. (laughs) It's animated. No, thank you. Although I do love um, Big Mouth, Archer, those things. Yeah, you like animated shows. In jail. Not by Brad, whatever his name is. Do you say Renfo? I don't think that's his name. Goreski? I don't either. Brad Goreski. Brad Renfro. Who is that? I don't think he's gay. Brad Goreski is. No, Renfo. Uma, Oprah, Uma, Oprah. (laughs) That's his last name. Um, Hot Ones this week, the show where you make celebrities (laughs) eat uncomfortable hot wings and then ask them questions they can't answer that Elijah Wood was on this week. I haven't seen any of the Hobbit movies or anything, so I just know him as like... The Lord of the Rings. (laughs) My God. Oh, Scandal. I called it The Hobbit. There's another movie. Whatever. Listen, back in the day, sit back, picture this. 1991, a young girl is traveling from Cincinnati, Ohio to Santa Cruz, California. It's exactly a 32-hour drive. I bought the audio cassettes, and on the outside it says The Hobbit, and it's a 32-hour audio journey. And I watched it the whole, I listened to it the whole way driving out to California. <laughs> so pardon Fargan me, it says The Hobbit <laughs> on the side. You just read The Hobbit's a short book. It's all the books. Okay, so The Hobbits, and then okay, I just, it's very hard for me sometimes. Well. Anyway, I don't really care about Bilbo Baggins and all of those people, and I've never seen the movies. They're good. They're good well, movies. the point of the story is that Elijah <laughs> Wood used to do small independent movies, and he I just love him so much, and he's so good. So go watch him eat hot wings and really tell you about it. I've never seen anybody projectile sweat the way that he does. Uh, until <laughs> and he right has now. eyes that are, like, terrifying, like Jack back in the day, you know. Oh, yeah. Piercing. <laughs> Lupine, some might say. Would With they? Why well, would I just? I just do. So I didn't hear how highly you recommend the Young Royals. You said it had like some gay stuff. You watched it really fast. Do you think people should watch it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's I think like six hours, and I watched twenty minutes of it, and I liked those twenty minutes. So maybe go for it. 
Well, I'm saying Ted Lasso for sure. Coda, if you're under 40. <laughs> white Lotus, if you hate white people. Hate yourself. I do. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. I didn't think it was suffering. I didn't think it was suffering. No, it was engaging. Made you want to go to Hawaii, and then you remembered that you're a terrible white person if you want to go to Hawaii right now. So yes. <laughs> it worked on a lot of levels. I also love Steve Zahn. He has just Why? energy that I love. Because he's adorable. Back in the day, he was adorable. Yeah, he still is. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. Is. Connie Britton's yeah. such a bitch in this. Everyone is so good at yeah. their parts. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, the daughter, I hate you. The mom, ugh. And then someone pointed out in the Vulture article with Mike White, like, in the first episode, there was that woman who was pregnant. It was her first day. Yeah. And you never see her again. And then, you know, we meet Kai for, like, two seconds, and he's gone. And Mike White said it was logistics, but it was also, like, we just need a body, right? Like, nobody pays attention to anybody who works there. So yeah. we got a pregnant girl the next day. She's gone. Someone else fills in. So lots of truths. And the Mike <laughs> White Vulture article was really, really good. Makes you want to watch Enlightened again. Yeah, I think I read an interview with him. It might have been Vulture. Was Vulture an interview? Yeah, but just where he talked about how he's open to the criticism because he recognizes yes. that like it's there's a lot of room for it, which was helpful to see. So I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. well, and he answers the question so well. They're like, well, mm-hmm. who was in your writer's room? And he's like, just me. And they're yeah. like, well, he's like, I understand the the blowback totally. Yeah. He's like, the gatekeepers need to let people in, you know, and we need to be able to tell stories in our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it, Tyler Perry got away with that same answer, but oh, white explaining white people. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know that the Twitter bird is a rooster, but I still love it. What's up? You what? Don't worry about it. The tweet of the week bird is a rooster. Twitter bird can be whatever it wants to be. That's not what we do here. <laughs> Ooh, damn. I know Producer she's Emma. spicy today. Oh, Uh oh. (laughs) Did you delete them all? Unlike last week, I did not delete them all. They're in correct order. Everything is awesome. Amazing. (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready to judge harshly? Always. The tweets of the week. Our first official tweet is from Daphne, regular listener. Who didn't tweet but texted. (laughs) My girls officially got their own notebook computers for school today, from school. And the IT director kept saying, with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) And it took all my energy not to blurt out, so which one of these queens have you chosen to get the job? (laughs) (laughs) We have invaded your soul. (laughs) RuPaul did. Right? What a gem. Absolutely love that. Daphne, good work. Well done. Amazing. 100 gemstones. Alyssa Lampiris said someone hey me on my period and it's Michael Jordan going and I took that personally (laughs) (laughs) Teddy from that Teddy girl says Jasper just aggressively pulled out his lunchbox and handed me the sweet note I left for him on the first day of school in kindergarten and said and I said oh didn't you like it and he said I literally can't read she said, um, I'm so okay. I'm sorry. I was the asshole trying to be a Pinterest, Pinterest mom. That would have been better if I didn't step it on top of it. But cute, right? Why leave a kid a note who can't read? That's cute. You could literally say anything. Like, fuck you, kid. Or something. Which is why you don't have kids. Uh, Pod Save America. So this will be a little more targeted to our Pod Save listeners. A lot of breaking news to recap. Number one, New York Governor Cuomo announces resignation. Number two, the Senate passed a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. And number three, Ronan Farrow woke up Love It by taking a call on speaker at 5.37 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> These news items are a varying degree of importance. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Podsave Twitter. <laughs> yeah, on the official Podsave Twitter. I do love them. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> Whenever I see Ronan Farrow trending, I'm immediately like, what did he find out about me? I'm terrified. <laughs> He is the most adorable. Trixie Mattel of at Trixie Mattel said thank you to the AV club who wrote, considering Mattel has a cosmetic line and Katya has decades worth of drag experience. Trixie just circled that and wrote laughing my ass off like decades (laughs) worth of drag experience. How old 
And then he, he dashed, oh, we'll do it. My favorite, Solomon Giorgio wrote, I call anxiety self-scare. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one, right? That was yeah. great. <laughs> All right, he's got two more. He wrote, dreams are wild because none of those things happened, but I still had to go through it. You just wake up and you're like, oh, cool. I guess all my teeth didn't fall out and go about your day. <laughs> Which is like a common fear, actually. We had someone who worked in our pastry department at work who was terrified of her teeth falling out. Our last tweet from Daniel at B Daniel Cole is defund and abolish drag tots. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I didn't realize that was a real show. <laughs> yeah, it's in its second season on World of Wonder. Well, yeah, because it's not Netflix, so they can't really cancel it. <laughs> so what are we voting for for the tweet of the week? So I think just like the pole vaulters, the guy from Qatar and Italy who shared the gold medal, it's going to be Daphne's Drag Race and then Self-Scare. <laughs> for me. Mm -hmm. Emma agreed? Yeah, Self-Scare is <laughs> Telling you, he's the best. We need to get him on the show. Maybe I'm going to make that a point. Between him <laughs> and David Allen Greer, they're like my favorite. And then I went mining today for gold, and Twitter is just sad today. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go on to men and women, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Ah, can't wait. Take it to the runway. Runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Come on, girl. Put your face in the walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Where are we what going? Are we... Across the pond first? or uh... Oh, whatever you want to do. Did you watch both episodes of Holland? Let me tell you, Julie. Yeah, I did. Well, let, tell me what you thought. Okay, so... I thought already the season feels more fun than last season. I'm not sure why. Although it was jarring how much English they're speaking. I wonder if that was a note that producers gave. It's like, I know this is like a foreign show, but like maybe speak English. Because there was a lot of English this time. I felt like far more. All their entrance lines were in English. I honestly can't remember what happened last time and if that was the same. I know Janie J.K. spoke a lot of English, but I'm not sure how uh, prolific it was. So this one, everyone's just like constantly talking. It's like, okay, that's fun. Fred looks amazing. Where the fuck is Nikki, though? Loved her on the judges panel. She's gone, and now it's just like this rotating crew. I don't know them. Strangers. You're not my real dad. But I like the characters so much. They're super fun. I also love that because I the think they like to so be called people. What I say. Characters. characters. Anyway, whatever. Um, and then I like all the people contestants. Queens. And I love that they had the queens from last season all come in mm. and sort of be part of that. That was super cute because, like, they only give them 10 cents. They give them cab fare over there. And so everyone's so local, they've been blown up, and it's a pandemic. And so they're all there. It was cute. It was very sweet. I love it. And their little signs, like, wow, or work, or whatever. I did not. So I thought one of them was negative, And I thought they were going to be judging them from the back. <laughs> Like, boo. It was going to be like a gladiator, the emperor who gives the thumbs up or thumbs down sort of situation, but no. But it was cute. Yeah, Fred looks great. He's looking happy and healthy. He had the depression suicide situation in December, and he's recovered from that. Very pleased to see that. He's doing great. Any Julie? favorites? So I really do like that dynamic of the two that were dating and are now friends. I think they're very cute together. That's fresh. Dated for a long time, right? Like three or four years. Yeah, in gay years, that's 80, essentially. <laughs> Very long time. Long, long time. So yeah, the Countess is sort of like a low... It's just like Miss Fame. Just again, like a Holland Miss Fame. So it's very like current Miss Fame with the bleached blonde hair. They look very similar. Although Fame had a lot more heart and was more endearing than this one. And she so never stopped talking. Just constant, just constant. <laughs> and like bitchy. And it's just like... Shade is an art form. It's when you're close friends with someone and you criticize them in a way that's funny and not just like, they're shit, you look shit, everything's shit. That's not Shade, that's being a bitch. So I like her, or so I don't like her. Trash her. Um, <laughs> walk the plank. She's fine, she's got the looks. You know she's gonna go far because she's skinny and she's pretentious, so that tracks. Um, love Masissi, right? She's very cute, I love yes. her. 
I do not like how alienated she feels from the rest of them, at least in the second episode, where she was yeah. off on her own. And uh, My Little Pony tries to, like, go over there. At least yeah. that's what we saw. That was sweet, and that was nice. And you have to wonder, like, being a queen of color in a very white country and, you know, all the struggles and how you have to sort of, like, self-protect yourself by casting yourself off in the corner. And I don't know, when Fred said, was started crying about in the preview for next week about who they're going to eliminate, I do feel like it's Love Missy. Um, and I do not want that to be true. But Vivaldi's fine. She's very cool. She's sort of like the Hugasio Crujente mixed with, kind of looks like Arancha, Castillo, La Mancha. And then like Keta Minaj and My Little Pony are very cute together. I like that. I didn't realize that My Little Pony is actually younger. Keta Minaj is 40. Keta Minaj is 40. I did like when they were talking about the derivation of their names and Vivaldi's like, I Googled, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my sister was never born, so I chose her name as my dragon. <laughs> that seems to happen Different. to me all the time. I'm like telling some like super silly story, and then someone's like, "Well, my grandparents perished in the Holocaust." You're like, "Okay, <laughs> what can you do?" And I do like that they are like some of the less polished, more annoying queens that could potentially provide TV fodder. They're like, "Nope, out, bye." And then that misleading bussy queen um, headline that was like, "Do trans um, drag." Drag performers have a leg up because it did feel like it was about to get shady for a second. Oh, it got so ridiculous there, yeah. But I think that was lost in translation. I don't really think because by the end she's like, we have so much to learn from her and Tabitha, who's like the bigger poopy poison. <laughs> yeah, so she's a more stately queen, let's say. And Vanessa Van Cartier is a trans queen and they got into it because Tabitha was like, you don't have to shave, you don't have to do all this. And I was like, well, none of you came prepared. Keta Minaj still has, that is not one day, one week leg growth. That hair was not waxed before you came in. You could have made better choices. No, but I'm why saying. give them 30 minutes to get into quick drag and then get on a bicycle and throw rain and stuff at them? Like It's like old school old. drag. It was. It, it does feel like the early seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race where you don't know what's going to happen to them and they have to be prepared for war, essentially. Jump in the <laughs> tank. Although I did like that Reggie B, who like usually the um, younger, more inexperienced, but very loud and kind of obnoxious queens tend to have sob stories that are like, oh my God, and then I had to skip 11th grade and go to 12th, and then I was just like younger than everyone else, and it was a struggle. Reggie actually struggled with polydactyl, right? When he has more fingers or toes than Oh yeah. person. Yeah. And they took off the thumb that looked like a thumb, I'm guessing, because the thumb that's left is not. Ah. Yeah, so extra fingers and toes, but had surgery in his youth to remove them. So that's like and a real thing. Can walk, and they said he'd never be able to run and never be able to do all this and he can run in heels and fuck them. He did it. <laughs> Who did he fuck? The doctors? Just society as a whole. <laughs> he said fuck Society's you. whole. He fucks society's whole. Julie, please, come on. Don't be gross. Don't be gauche. Emma's gone. Glamping She's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Glamping couture is a new uh, runway theme for us. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, what did you think of their talents? Uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, uh, I definitely think the right person went home. I, I did not think the Juicy Couture was very good. No, well, she never performed magic before. was good, and it had gay stuff in it, so I'm sure you liked that. I did. I did like the that. The salsa dancing of Tabitha was terrifying. I felt like there was a dangerous element, like she was going to fall or hurt that guy <laughs> or something was going to happen. <laughs> so I liked that. I do love yeah. that Juicy Couture, who went home first, her talent oh. was posing. <laughs> Spoken word. She's an Instagram queen. Yeah. And her poses were terrible. <laughs> we didn't get one broken doll. We didn't get anything. Like, do you like, watch America's Next Time Model? Fre if Freddie Ninja could have, like, kicked his way over, he would have drop kicked her to the ground. My God. Miss J would have been like, go home. Yeah. So, so it's fun. It's How I, I'm, like, bought in. Yeah. I thought I was going to be so fatigued. And I kind of am, but I'm still in. I'm not in in yet. I'm not rooting for anyone in particular. I like them all. It makes me happy. I'm glad to see men in wigs. And then every once in a while thinking, oh, do I speak Dutch now? Oh, no, they were speaking English. Okay. <laughs> I do it's appreciate like all the Blackpink songs we listen to. You're like, they're speaking in Korean. I'm like, but I'm pretty sure I just heard somebody say, bada bing, bada boom, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that English or is that just like an autumn on a That's my Andrew Dice Clay. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her clothes away. <laughs> Along came a spider and sat down beside her and said, What's in the bowl, bitch? Bada bing. 
And you guys have heard that before. And Emma still laughs. That's why she's a jewel. She's a jewel. I've got a, I've got a jewel. That must count. So no, it's fine. I do like, yeah. I think my favorites so far are My Little Pony, Love Miss Sissy, and um, the Minaj, Keta Minaj. Although I did like Tabitha in the beginning before she became like transphobic-y. And maybe that was lost in translation, but did not care for that moment. So I don't know exactly who they are, but we know the Countess was Freddie's makeup artist. But then five of the girls are from the same drag house. There's too many. Well, there's least... only one house. It's a small country. <laughs> it's one little window. <laughs> and then Ivy Elise is part of the Abby, oh my God, and the Peru house. Yeah, so they're Holland essentially... very small. Is Holland like the size of Cincinnati? Like what? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't Googled it. But it does feel sort of like the Jan and Rosé and the third one. The third one hasn't been on. I know. Obviously. Is she going to get on? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe never. Well, and then... Abby, oh my gosh, is the drag mother of Reggie B. Right. Home, second episode. So they're getting rid of them. So there's 17 million people in Holland. <laughs> so it's a little bit bigger than Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, but yes, fun. How many gemstones would you give it? I don't know, like 87, 88. I don't feel like I'm going to watch it again. I'll just see the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm about there. I'd say like 90. Maybe no, 90. A little over, but... all right so to the main event let's take it to the runway rupaul's drag race all-star season six bing bang boom what'd you think of this week well i'm pissed i didn't get any points oh i can't wait to talk about the scores (laughs) for now we'll just talk about the show so pandora went home last week see you bye they pull out everything, and it turns out everybody voted for Pandora, which makes Trinity so happy. My sisters. The best part of the episode is when she comes for somebody, and then they're like, you voted for you, Trinity. And she's like, oh, shit. I did. Yeah, the mini challenge hit. I love that it was something new. I love that it was something different. And we have the queens interacting. That's what I love about Drag Race. So this hit, and it was fun. And all five of them wrote down class superlatives, and all the negative ones went to Eureka, and all the positive ones went to Kylie. Little Mrs. Ginger. I know Trinity got moodiest. Who cares? And true. And who should go home next? And Kylie wrote her name and she wrote her own name. She was pissed at Ginger. I know. <laughs> they gave Raja some very sweet moments in the show this week. I thought she was so sweet and cute and funny. Well, then she was struggling in the beginning, so I thought, oh my God, I knew it. She's going home. Because I thought, Everyone's going to pick her because she's great at constructing gowns. Twist. No. Well, everybody's obviously been through fashion school because the outfit Ginger puts together has like puff sleeves. Yeah. Eureka has a full ensemble. I'm like, you guys did this in one eight hour day. You should get on project one way. (laughs) One way. One way. One way. One way. I mean, yeah, they do what every queen should do, which is like, you know, you're going to have to sew. Bring guys. I know, but even still, to do that kind of like puckering and ruching around the shoulders, that is some work. We'll look at look these at outfits. Look at you. I've watched a lot of reality television. RuPaul looks amazing, although I'm not really sure why she's wearing these hand mitts. So the challenge was to become a drag tot. None of I us have watched the show. Controversially brave. I do not like RuPaul's outfit. Well, there, it'll be dead it. within the week, so <laughs> you know you're ready to step up. <laughs> I'll do my best. You have anything more to say? You just don't like it. Yeah, that feels sufficient for me. Yeah, it's just like the cut, the way it looks. I don't like the poofy sleeves. I don't like that it looks like it's made of like hair or plush or a beanie baby. <laughs> it's not my favorite. And the gloves? No, thank you. All right. No, no thank you. No, thank you. So I, I think the queens are as confused as I was. Like, are, am I supposed to be like a children's show or... Drag Race has been throwing... RuPaul is like, make it fun, you know? But the thing he likes to... RuPaul has thrown these poor queens, mostly Jan, through the ringer this season (laughs) because all the previous expectations of Drag Race have been thrown out the window. Trinity definitely gets the message and instead of being, like, serious, turns into fierce Felicia the feline. 
Like she seriously made this in a day. It's it looks fantastic. I know. Maybe like in half a day because she didn't have the right concept at first. So she like started right. over after the thing and then produced and then this. This is just makeup she can do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the ears do look completely whack right now. So maybe it is real, but she looks amazing. No, Trinity K. Bonet is exceptionally talented. And I don't know why I kept not picking her to win. I don't know. Except all for of this their week. Voice things were stupid, I thought. Yeah. Oh, don't reach God. inside her pink furry box. Gross. Like, I know RuPaul doesn't know how to handle children because of AJ and the Queen, but no. I mean, look at these sleeves. Surrounded Gingermans, she's Terrible. <laughs> no, she's my fair lady, and it's actually cut in a way that. She's got her. legs. Yeah, she's got legs. <laughs> I agree. This is the best outfit she has. So she should have remade this like 19 times like Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but Ginger's great with the comedy, great with the flair, great with the camp stage shit. It didn't feel special enough, though, to me. Okay. I'm just saying. No, that's fair. And then we got Bianca and Latrice on the side. Keep those tots know. away from my face. It's so ah. weird. I don't understand. RuPaul is high. He is edibling <laughs> out. I just don't know, like, why we need to market drag to kids. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I get well, the one person. presents plus? Gay men and ladies. They can have kids. Then Raja O'Hara comes out. And yes, I mean, she looks great, but she made, like, a cat suit and then an extra dress she threw on top. I don't know what's happening. I will say very smart to cover herself head to toe and only paint her face because we don't want another Alaska redux situation where it's sweating off. She looks amazing though. She's gorgeous. She was funny. She was fun. Yeah. She looks like one of the muses from Hercules. And if there's a live action Hercules, which I think there probably will be soon, her. 100%. (laughs) Latrice gave her out work. (laughs) Eureka decided to come out as an evil drag tot with the stupid name of Alexandria McQueen. It's just not a good villain. I don't understand. Like, I get it as a style influence, but I don't get it as, like, a good villain character. Well, for some reason, the cartoon stills are really making me happy right now. (laughs) You have so many fucking pictures of those. (laughs) (laughs) This is an implicit bias test. I just click it when it's time. Sometimes I don't mean to click them. <laughs> Kylie Sonique as misbehave. Yeah, I mean, it's very not party city, but like Halloween city. Those pop up Halloween shops mm-hmm. that just show up. And she threw on like a heterochromia eye to make sure that her eyes look different, which just made it look like I don't know. She's had some sort of ocular degenerative disease, perhaps. This is a good hair length for her, though. This bob is really pretty. She looks a little bit like Willem in this steel, still. Oh, fair, yeah. Much prettier than Willem, I think. No offense, Willem. None but it was them. a fun, I mean, it was a different challenge. It was fun. All their outfits were fun. Fun, fun, yeah. fun. Fun, fun, fun till your daddy takes the team burn away. Would you have rooted for Raja to be the winner? No, because I didn't pick her. Mm-hmm. But I think she did well. well I would have yeah. voted for Trinity K. Bonet Day. Thank you. Same. I thought she was the most original. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And I thought her costume super fit the assignment. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, we have, what's her name? Raja, just with her pan's labyrinth eyes. But it's like Pan gave up in the labyrinth and slowly went insane and just had like one eye now. Google's everywhere. Now we're going to get to this very controversial. Cameron Michaels, we'll talk about it, but like, first of all, you've got Charlie XCX and you pick Boom Clap. I think we talked about this and my fears and concerns about whittling her down and diluting her to Boom Clap. Such a bad lip sync song. It has just one consistent monotone beat. There's nothing you can do. The lyrics aren't powerful enough to make any sort of like dramatic, like there's no way to do that successfully, but walking down and like baby, like clap. (laughs) <laughs> That's all you can fucking do. She's got so many good songs. Like number one, Angel, that mixtape, hit. Banger after banger after banger. Room Room, which she did with the late Sophie, amazing. She's got so many songs you could have done. Well, there was lots of hate online saying that Raja threw it. And she wrote back and said, I didn't think I was going to win. I was not prepared. But 
I also thought the song was boring and you can't like, it's not a ballad and you can't dance to it. Like, what is the point of this? Yeah, exactly. And why and then, is Cameron dressed like this? What's happening? Also, Cameron <laughs> freaked the fuck out. I was like, what's the tea? What's the drama? It's just that she lip sang. That's her entire thing. She's like, I put myself in this position. I may be overreacting, but fuck that. This is devastating. It'll take me years to recover from this because I she agreed won. to do this. Yeah. She thought it was a manipulation ploy to finally bring her back and to not give her like the best song and to have her send home Eureka. She's not well. <laughs> she like freaked the fuck out on Instagram, deleted oh, it afterwards. Yeah, well, she deleted it and was like, I don't follow her because she drives me. Well, I saw screenshots and it was just like, I, I did this to myself and I shouldn't have, like, it's every person's dream to be asked back and I wanted to give my best possible performance and I was just put in a shitty situation and the song was terrible and nothing that I could do. It's like, girl, you knew the song. You knew you came back. And you know that you're probably going to eliminate someone. You will eliminate. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> so, super well, boring. Everyone should sound good. Um, <laughs> think. Yeah, terrible. So, Eureka... Seems real sad. She really wanted to win. I feel like she's done enough with her career. She goes <laughs> to the back. I'm just saying, she's not a queen we don't hear about constantly. Oh, my God. And so then Eureka's like, don't leave. It's not over. And Eureka's like, don't. You're not going to see me without a wig on. <laughs> Very dolly. Also, she's not really there. What do you mean? <laughs> that's, a rec- that's a recording. <laughs> How do you know? Mama. <laughs> so she says, prepare Mama. for the lip sync of your life. Yeah. So obviously what's happening here is that Serena Chacha and Jiggly Caliente lip sync against each other. The winner moved on. And then the next person eliminated lip sync against them. Winner moved on. That's what I'm thinking. Well, it's a possibility. It doesn't, it's not obvious. <laughs> What else would it, what else? I don't know. Maybe they're all going to lip sync like they did that one time. No. Gross. You're not the boss of Drag Race. <laughs> no, that's <a> call. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to the leaderboard. Uh, <laughs> so exciting. Wait, we have to rate this episode. Oh, we do. Drag tots. Drag tots with a terrible lip sync. Cause that one episode I didn't. Rank it correctly because I forgot how good the lips and good. How many gemstones? Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Yeah. Ten. Emma gave it a ninety. Like we're watching this crapola <laughs> again. Nick disrespecting <laughs> the entire franchise with an eighty-two. <laughs> and Julie with a perfect score of eighty-six. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Emma, you're gonna watch this episode again. Tell us why. I'm borderline. I'm would probably watch the cold open or the. Uh, oh, that's true. God damn oh, it. that's fair. Good. Ah, fucking hell. I know. I'm so glad I got the right <laughs> score. You're right. 86. <laughs> so for challenge scores this week, everybody gets, if you stay, you get five points. So everybody gets five points except for Eureka because she didn't. Mini challenge wins, which we haven't had in a really long time since the first episode. Ginger and Kylie both get five points. Main challenge winner is Raja. So she gets 15. She didn't win the lip sync, so she doesn't get the bonus of 10 points. Runway, being in the top gets you 10 points, so Rasha only. Bottom gets you a negative five, so that's Tringer, Tringer, Trinity, Tringer, Trinity, Ginger, <laughs> Kylie, and Eureka. Drama, we gave, we collectively agreed to give Trinity two points for crying. If you cry on stage, it's five. And then for reading, we gave Rasha two points because she did a great job reading the number. So, grand totals for this week. Ginger is a zero. Kylie is a zero. Raja is a 32. Trinity K. Bonet is a zero. Eureka is a negative five. How is Trinity a zero? Shouldn't she be a two? Trinity is a minus three. Why did, I'm sorry I said that. Trinity is a minus, is a plus two. Wait, that might change the score. <laughs> Trinity is a plus two. Let's make sure I did that right on the other page. You know, I didn't take stats in college, so I'm really just doing this. <laughs> yeah, I gave Trinity K. Bonet two points. So, like, let's use Nick yeah. as an example. He chose Eureka, negative five. TKB, two points. Kylie in a zero for a grand total this week of... Okay! <laughs> Our next highest score is 25, and it's me. Hey. <laughs> 
Right above that, we have I Am Jane with a 27. Strong showing. Right above that, with a score of 29, we've got Aaron. We have a tie for second place of the week between Rebecca and Daphne, both with 32. And our winner of the week, ladies and gentlemen, Emma Cotter with a score of 34. I mean, she even had Ginger with a zero, Roger with a 32, and Trinity with two points. Nice, nice, nice. nice, Emma, enjoy that win as we head to the leaderboard, but you are not the top. So here we go. (laughs) Back in your place. (laughs) So in sixth place, we have I Am Jane with 194, making his way up from having a week or two off. Fifth place, Emma with 203. (laughs) Nice. Up next in fourth place is Nick with 214. No. <laughs> what do I have? 214. Ugh, okay. Third place goes to my sister Rebecca, 244. We've got a tie. 44? Yeah. You've lost your way down there, brother. Tied for second place, we have Daphne and Aaron, both coming late to the game, neither of who watched Drag Race before the pandemic. <laughs> Crushing it at 246. And in first place, with a score of 254, <laughs> everybody's favorite winner, me. I want to have a baby. I want to have a That's right. Give it up for me. Thanks, guys. I feel it. I'm like Trinity to get Bonina here. Okay. Hello. It's me. I won. <laughs> Terrifying. So, do we know what next week's challenge is besides Eureka's going to have to live sing for her life? I don't remember seeing a... I don't think we do. So this is going to be like a blind thing. And then in a dream world, we would pick our final three. But I don't know that we can since we don't know what the hell is going on. Thoughts? I think we can pick our final three without the twist. And assume there's a... Y'all want a twist? (laughs) Just like we did last week with a bonus, right? So you're going to pick your three people... That are going to be in the top three, and then you're going to pick a person who you think is coming back, just like we did last okay. week. Last week, we Nick picked Soki, Emma picked Yara, and I picked Kyria. I think we have to live with those choices. <laughs> Would you like to vote on that, Emma? Thumbs up or thumbs down? You're the tiebreaker. I don't know. We picked that assuming they were coming back, so we didn't know they were lip syncing. <laughs> I think we pick again. I Thanks, Emma. Good call. All right, let's go to the <laughs> chat. So the, the queens that are left at this point, Raja, TKB, Ginger, and Kylie. So we're really just picking one person to go home out of those four. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, let me know when you're ready. Nick is ready. Emma? Ready. Send! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, pick the top three queens. And then who do you think is coming back? So you need two more queens. So you, do you think Raj is going home? I think Raj is going home. Oh, okay. yeah. And then you did your job yeah. and you failed. What did do for you? So Nick <laughs> thinks coming back are Ginger, Kylie, and TKB. What would be the final three? Yeah. And that Eureka, and Eureka is coming, coming back. back. Yeah. I almost had that. I really did. Not, not the... Anyway. Emma has TKB. Raj is staying because she... He's been watching the show. And Ginger. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. With Yara coming back. And I stole that from you, Emma. <laughs> I'm doing so you both think Raja, Kylie? TKB. I just think Ginger, I think yeah. that Kylie has had her, I don't know, they're not producing the show. Eureka would have gotten a win in Pandora. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Same. Terrifying. Getting fun, though. I just felt it's the most invested I feel like we've been in a long time. <laughs> Thank you for getting us to the pan All right, Miss M, are we playing a game? Yes, we're going to go back to Holland, and I'm going to give you the entrance lines of the Holland Queens. It's not fair. I watched it two weeks ago when it premiered. I'm like, some Johnny come lately over there. (laughs) (laughs) Some Fred come lately. Right, so make the Dutch version of your buzzer sound if you think you know the answer. Are you yeah. ready? Tulip. <laughs> oh my, that was going to be me. <laughs> it's fine. I like Frau. Oh, Frau. I want that one, yeah. Tulip. 
I like that. All right. Ooh, Are you ready? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we all came out of a puni. Frau. <laughs> Frau has it. Uh, my little puni. One point, Nick. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour. It's Juicy Couture, Tula. your favorite horse. <laughs> Juicy Couture. <laughs> One point all. <laughs> Is that how they say it in tennis? <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> you poor, unfortunate soul. A new fabulous mermaid has arrived. Frau. Nick? Ivy. Yes. Ivy Elise. One of the three mermaids. What's up, season two? It's Reggie B in your area. (laughs) Nick. Reggie B. (laughs) I got it first. I did. I I do not agree. (laughs) I've got some tricks up my sleeve. Julie, (laughs) Tula. Nick. Vivaldi. I'm a winner. I'm a winner, baby. Hello, drag racers. I'm here, and may the best drag queen slip. Wow. Nick? Tabitha? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Is that an eggplant in your pocket, or are you just gagging at my extravaganza? Wow. Nick? Uh, Kata Minaj. Incorrect. Julie for the steal? Vanessa Van Cartier? Just kidding. Nope. We'll come back to that. Just kidding. Oh, wait. No, frow, 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 frow. Love my sissy. Love my sissy. Love my sissy. She came out of the eggplants. Yeah. (laughs) Or, sorry. If eyes linger any longer, I'll have to charge rent. Frow. Nick? The Countess. Yes. All right. Fresh memory is a helpful thing in this one. (laughs) Uh... Buongiorno, Principessi. The queen Frau. has arrived. Yes, Nick? Tabitha. Incorrect. You've already gotten Tabitha. Oh, did I? So is it Vanessa and Cartier? It is. Good job, Julie. Process of illumination. Yeah, well. Not illumination, but illumination. <laughs> I'm very goodness. special. Frau. Okay? Frau. Ha, ha, ha. Kate Minaj. Yes. Just at the end, because I managed to write down her. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the acting stupendous. Well, Nick swept that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> what was the final score? It was eight to two. <laughs> Amazing. Um, is there anything upcoming that you want to watch or thinking about watching? Uh, Did everyone oh, give up on um, the dropout podcast? So Phil and I, <gasps> I he had August never listened. 31st. <laughs> yes. August 31st. <laughs> August 31st. August so, 31st. Elizabeth Holmes is going on trial. Oh, oh, after a year, she postponed it by having a baby on purpose. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Did she really? Manipulative AF, yeah. that poor child. <laughs> She's totally getting it off, as we know. But the people who put that podcast together did a great job, don't you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, did you use that as your. Driving, yeah. Phil had never heard it. Oh, oh, Phil, what did he think? He loved it. He saw the documentary, so he kind of knew about it, but like he didn't know that her voice was faked, <laughs> and some of the other little tidbits that come up in the podcast. I've never seen the documentary. Did you do both? And read the book, Bad Blood. Yeah, she, she's so in. <laughs> Super obsessed with that whole thing, and I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's more cult stuff, but just yeah. how you could do people out of that much money. And continue, just can escalate. I mean, I guess there's nowhere to go but up at that point, right? Yeah. But when they say, like, we're going to put all these machines in, in the Walgreens and they're not there, how do you yeah. – and then they're testing people and sending it away. Yeah. And no one says, like, this is not what was promised because you're just keeping the big money guys away from the little money people. Yeah. Fascinating. Just... Yeah. That, I don't know what's going to happen this week. We're just going to see what the TV brings us. Q-Force is coming September 2nd. That's pretty soon. Super gay. Um, is it? Yeah. It's a cartoon on Netflix. Matt Rogers is in it. A gay super spy and his scrappy LGBTQ squad fight to prove themselves to the agency that underestimated them. <laughs> Today, West Hollywood. Tomorrow, the world. But I'm in. 
Yeah, you should be. Apparently, Ooh. the Molly That's Shannon right. show is the second season of the other two. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes, yes. That's a great show. So that's the yes. first season was on Comedy Central, but the sex, second season is going to be on HBO Max. Premieres August 26th. <gasps> it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Well, we want to thank you all for uh, listening to us this week. Talk about our crazy, crazy shows. Once again, I consume lots of content while Nick fast forwards 10 seconds, but <laughs> totally worth it for our recommendations. Drag, drag Race was a hoot. Um, if you'd like to check out our other podcasts, we've got Blig. If you haven't watched 30 Rock, I don't know what's wrong with you. And if you haven't rewatched 30 Rock, Rock, I don't know what's wrong with you. And if you haven't rewatched it again with us listening, I still don't know what's wrong with you. So get on it. <laughs> so Blurgs are other podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Instagram and our website at takespot.com. We hope that you guys have the best week ever, even though terrible things are happening everywhere. <laughs> hope we brought you a couple of chuckles this week. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Bye, guys. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. I'm Nick and I'm not wearing any pants.